Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about crazy people. We're going to be talking about nominative determinism, cash for clunkers. You know, what did what do car salesmen really make? You know, what's what's real profit? We're going to talk at a, we're going to talk about blind melon and the B video. You know, we're going to talk about the changing of the guard, valley uprising, surfers, generations. We're going to be talking about all that crap. And so, starting from the beginning, starting from the top, I've always been fascinated by people, communities within little clicks, little clicks within clicks, and uh, I gotta tell you, there's no better way to look into the makeup of a community, get to know people, like understand people, like really understand people, until you've sold cars it's so bizarre like and again i'm talking about car salesmen i'm talking about people that you know have trouble spelling cat even if you spotted them the c and the a and these guys you know these guys they're they're just a different breed um you know they're not bipolar they're tripolar they're wackos um and uh, yeah, this and this was our community. This is our family. This this becomes your family, you know. Once you, if you commit, and maybe that's not even the right word, but if you, I guess, are ex- you got to, you know, okay, in a way, you got to be accepted into this situation, okay? Uh, you get weeded out. What happens is. In the biosphere of the car dealership, it's its own ecosystem that, you know, feeds on itself. And so you get weeded out pretty quick. You either can sell or you can't. Um, It's like people with character. You either have it or you don't. It's not something... You can train people. And that's what, um, you know, a lot of the... The CDs that we listen to and the uh, the videos that you watch and, uh, you know, you learn these word tracks, these psychological closes, these kind of, uh, these ways to create repertoire, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a rapport, you know, it's a repertoire of rapport. It's your arsenal. And, uh. That's how you either you either get you know you can't fake that, okay? You know when you're when you're telling someone you know, sir, I understand you want five thousand dollars for your trade in. I understand that's how much you owe, but your car is only worth a thousand dollars. If your car was, you know, if you didn't know any anything on the car, you wouldn't want zero. Like you have to believe that. And, and if you don't, not only does the customer 
see that, but also the community within you. So you can't fake it. You know, the guys you work with, they, um, you know, everybody judges, you know, I judge, you judge, they judge. We're all judgmental. Okay. I don't care who you think you are. You are going to judge. And when you see uh, a green pea go out there and stand out on point, waiting for that car to come in that, that first deal of the day, that first customer to pull in in his, you know, 2012 Toyota Camry and you're working for Nissan and you're thinking, oh God, okay, here we go. This guy's got an older model. He's Jap. It's a Japanese car. He's going to shop. You know, he's going to shop, you know, well, not only are you running that's through your head, but the guys inside that didn't go out and grab that up, that, you know, that were inside making phone calls, mind-numbing phone calls to customers that, you know, didn't say yes and went home to talk to their their wife or their, you know, or go borrow their balls out of their wife's purse, you know. Those guys are looking at you and... They can see even through double pane windows whether or not you're going to take control of this up, okay? And that's what happens. You have, you're either going to, you're going to sell or you're going to be sold. This is the essence of sales. This is aggressive sales. This is not, you know, we, when I was there, we had other people come through, you know, other real estate sales people people that sold uh who knows what online sales you know stuff that maybe they sold that maybe they had an ebay store maybe they sold um you know tires for their uncle but this was different you know even even in the world of real estate you know where you're you're following these you know these newlyweds around and uh and just saying just the most mind-numbing bullshit ever to, you know, to get them to offer a bid on this house. It's not, it's not the same. It's not, that's not today. That's, that's not happening. Everyone's got that comfort zone in their head. And that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a buffer. You know, they, um, they have, when you're looking at a house, you know, nothing's happening that day. You, you might, you might, Put a bid in, but you can re- you can you can take that bid back. You can you can retract any offer like that. But when you go looking at a car, when you buy that car, the minute you drive off the lot, you're an owner. There's no coming back. And believe me, I've seen people try. It's not pretty. Uh, in the state of California, there's it's what's called no cooling off period. That means when the rubber hits the first pebble of pavement on that blacktop outside of the boundary property of that dealership that person is an owner and uh, no tag backs so so it takes a certain type okay and uh, so they yeah you get weeded out just as quickly as you think you need to weed people out the buyers between the non-buyers and make no mistake there's no such thing as a non-buyer um you know i've seen people sell i've sold cars to people that don't have jobs that don't even know where they're at i've sold cars 
to crazy people. I literally, like, clinically, mentally unhealthy. Like, literally, I just got out of the rubber room, you know, drove over. I, I sold a car to an Asian gentleman who had the wherewithal and and the credit to come in late night on a Sunday, pick out a new vehicle, go through the process of getting a value of his trade in, negotiating that trade, negotiating that price on the new car, and then take delivery of the vehicle only to be told the next day that as his family, as caretakers, whoever they were, I was, I was a late shifter the next day and because uh, I was up to 11 o'clock trying to sell this crazy bastard a car. And, uh, of course, when you're walking through the process and, uh, you know, you're taking them on the test drive and they, uh, they almost crash four times uh, and they kind of say kind of weird cryptic things you can't necessarily just stop the whole you can but nobody does but you can't just at that point go you know hey are you crazy like you just keep working the process that's the one thing that eventually it gets into your bloodstream is you keep working the process keep moving forward i mean back of your head you can entertain all kinds of weird notions um and the next day, of course, this this gentleman's family came in and said, this guy can't be buying cars. And that's the only reason, that's the only way that I, I'm aware of that uh, you can get out of bringing a brand new car back. Now, I believe there's a clause in, in pre-owned vehicles that you can pay for to bring the car back within. And it, change, you know, it changes every company carmax has their own policy i think it's a five-day return policy to get uh but you get something similar you have to get something similar or you know with us again it was like something it was a clause in the contract you can purchase within five business days if you bring if you're not satisfied you bring it back within five business days but brand new cars once you leave you're an owner man i had like i said i've sold multiple cars are crazy like i had a lady as she was filling out the credit app just in an effort to make conversation i asked you know as she was filling out her references i saw she had written down um, somebody with the same last name i and again just to make conversation i asked her oh is that your sister or whoever and no exaggeration she turned and looked at me and says well you should know and at that point that was um, that was a whole united nations of red flags right there but at the same time you keep moving forward you keep progressing you keep using the pro- push forward keep going with the process you don't stop and i knew this 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 chick was crazy and uh so much so that uh, I I didn't think she was going to even make it home. But uh, sure enough, 
she did and uh, next day they brought it back so so it takes a certain type of person to go through a four or five hour process and sell a brand new car test drove credit app filled out trade in taken in to a crazy person and the guy you know the guy that's offering you know organic finger sandwiches at his open house to his you know real estate clients is not it typically isn't that guy and then nothing just nothing against you know real estate salesmen again there's just different degrees of sales and car sales is just the boiled to its essence the now business the here and the now and so that community that that group that you're with they're looking at you and they're gonna sit there watching you and seeing that little bead of sweat coming down your temple as the guy gets out of his toyota camry why do they all drive toyota camrys too like everyone in the world has a camry like be original you know um just it's just i don't know people are fascinating but but again it it lends itself to this kind of sociological study of people when you when you're out there and you're talking to strangers and you're trying to convince somebody you just met to spend $50,000 you're trying to convince somebody who doesn't know you to give you $50,000 in return for some 45 5000 pound entity this thing with wheels it's a whole different scheme it's a whole different thing it's a whole it's a whole different you know just effort of aggression it's fascinating but you find out like what makes people tick you know you get those people that get out of the car and they immediately put their hands up don't i'm i'm good I, i'm just you know they panic they just shit themselves like you know you've got the you can they're all deals but again they're all deals but some you just know better than others that's a deal that's not a deal that's not a deal that's not a deal you know you get somebody pulling in in a you know 2020 Subaru out Subaru outback give me a fucking break something about it's kind of like nominative determinism you are your name, you know? John's always a John. Tim's always a Tim. Herb's always a Herb. And Subaru drivers are always Subaru drivers. Like, that's a cult, first and foremost. Because what you learned, what you, what you, what your DNA trained you to understand, what you, what you, absorb in your bloodstream are just a Subaru driver that gets why you know when when a person buys a Subaru that's between you and I I'll tell you right now that's the only brand they will ever drive again ever so when you see a Subaru particularly a 2020 Subaru Go fuck yourself. 
even a 2014 Subaru. I'll even do one better, 2003 Subaru. When they get out of that car, unless they're looking for something, some pre-owned vehicle they saw on your website that was another Subaru, you're not selling them shit. Because, like I say, these people are in a cult. And what they want to do is they want to stroke you. And they're called strokes. And that's what it is. They're stroking you. You know, they're, they're out there. Look, they're genuinely looking. Okay. They're genuinely looking. Okay. But they're not going to buy anything other than a Subaru. So they're wasting your time. They're wasting their time. They don't care though. You know, you can break it down with types of buyers. You know, Subaru, Subaru drivers, they're, um, they're always overeducated. They're usually white. Um, they've got multiple degrees. They kind of ramble on incessantly about bullshit. Uh, they want to tell you about the latest documentary they saw about some fucking daffodil, some endangered daffodil in the uh, Trinity Alps. And um, ultimately, they're going to buy another Subaru. So they're, when they're at Nissan, fuck off. What you do at that point is you turn them, okay? And again, a turn, you know, is uh, where you hand them over to somebody that you think is going to kind of be on their level too. Um, I mean, I had a, uh, I had this kind of durable capacity that I could handle. Oh, I sold cars to crazy people, so I could, I should be able to handle Subaru people. Well, maybe, but what you come to understand is, you know, for as much bullshit as you can digest, there has to be a limit. So you give them over to maybe the new guy. I don't know. Maybe the guy that, you know, looks like he could talk with overeducated white people that are, you know, just saw a documentary about endangered daffodils in the Trinity Alps. And, uh, then when you turn them over, you introduce them to the new salesman because you all of a sudden have an appointment that just showed up. Wink, wink. And then you go and you cover his back. Okay, so you're working for half a deal. This guy's going to... If he sells the car, you would have a deal. Well, you're covering his back as well. So you're going to take the next guy that comes in and you're going to fight for it. You know, you're going to get that deal. You're going to get a deal because you're... That's your half. Okay, so... The new, the, the new customer shows up and you're going to sell them a Nissan or a pre-owned vehicle. When you make that deal, the guy that you turned the Subaru idiots to, he gets half that because you're going to get half of his deal. Okay? And that's how it works. Um, now, there's many ways to kind of kink that whole system as well. Um, but uh, this is what... You start to understand, like, as, uh, in the grand scheme of things, you get uh, what they call the smarts, the 90-day smarts. So when you're there, you've been there after roughly a few months, you get, you start thinking, and you start thinking, and you think a little more, and then you overthink. And now you think everybody that comes in you figured out what they want, how to work them, and you usually talk yourself out of a deal. 
So one of the other axioms of the business is simply stay dumb. They tell you that all the time. Stay dumb. Your management will tell you. Your finance manager, your desk manager, the fucking service manager will tell you. Stay dumb. Don't overthink it. You see that Subaru Outback come in, that that, that 2019 Subaru Outback that uh, looked like you just bought it. That's a deal. That's a deal for somebody somewhere. There's an ass for every seat. And go in and play dumb. You don't know. You don't know. I mean, he's going to buy a Subaru, but you don't know. You don't know. Maybe he's looking for his daughter who's up in college. Sold many cars to people's daughters in college. So stay dumb. But... But it is, it's kind of like this weird nominative determinism, you know? Uh, Paul is always Paul. Christina is always a Christine. Christina's are crazy. Um, every Christina you'll ever meet is going to be crazy. Uh, every Emily is the same, you know? They're always kind of nice. You know, they don't mean any harm. They're kind of like, they're a little like... They're subtly condescending, but not deliberately, more accidentally condescending. They're typically smarter. Um, you don't see a lot of homeless Emilys. You know, Emily usually is wearing like a sweater and working in a bookstore or, you know. But the same goes for cars. Um, you know, Subarus. Subaru people, it's just fat. They're, they're probably, Subaru people are probably the most loyal uh, demographic in the business. Second only to probably, I'd say, Volkswagen. And VW owners would probably even contest that. They'd say, wow, I've had VW since I was 16 years old. That may be the case, but you're not an obnoxious asshole like most of the... That's probably the glaring difference is... You know, the Subaru driver is going to be that obnoxious kind of uh, sanctimonious butthole uh, who does have a daughter in college. She's pro- and she's probably going to, you know, UCLA or you know some, you know, like um, Bowdoin or or some all girls school or something. Um, you uh, really open up your demographic, though, when it comes to the Japanese cars. And that's where you get the wider swath of life. You get to know people. You understand them. The Indian buyers, the Asian buyers, the Hispanic buyers, they love Japanese. All, oh, they do. Uh, let me see. Who else? Like four... Ford drivers. I think they're all Ford owners, and I've had a Ford. I've had a couple Fords. Um, I think they all secretly want to be Nazis or something. Um, maybe it has something to do with Henry Ford and his the fact that he's, you know, the only American to have the Iron Cross given to him by Hitler. But uh, yeah, Ford owners are typically, you know, more militia oriented. You know, populate West Texas a little more. Uh, you know, that kind of, you know what I mean. You know where I'm going with this. 
uh, Chevy owners are primarily Hispanic. Um, or if they are Hispanic, they're, they're going to gravitate to a Chevy. Because that's you're talking now, you're talking, you're including cars now at this point. Um, Chevy, you know, the Chevy Impalas, the, you know, the Chevys, uh, Chevy pickups, you know, um, what else is out there? You know, it, it, it's just fascinating just how people can kind of compartmentalize themselves. And, and far be it for me, like I'm, I, hey, you can buy anything you you can think anything you want you buy whatever you want but i you know there's there's out there's there are there's like universal algorithms that just can all they, they will determine for you what you're gonna buy how you're gonna buy it when you're gonna buy it why you're gonna buy it whether you're gonna put money down whether you're not whether it's gonna be import domestic uh, I don't, I don't understand people that buy Mitsubishi, but that's a whole other ball game. But, uh, but yeah, it's 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 um, it's a very it's a very in depth glimpse of society. Um, you know, if there was ever if, was, if there was ever a premise for like a good reality show, it would be somebody that could just go from car lot to car lot from country to country and embed themselves within that car sales community the one that they went to work for whether it was Russia whether it was you know Nebraska whether it was Alaska whether it was Rancho Cordova California um, and they're the goal of the competition of the reality show is to successfully sell or be the like the top dog in car sales for that month and then you bounce you know and then you go to the next country you go to the next state because I think it would be interesting to see if that in fact is the case that the people that you meet and say uh, Ontario, Canada you know are they going to subscribe to the same kind of weird psychological algorithm as that when they see a Ford on the lot when they see a Subaru when they see a you know a Nissan Murano when they see a you know a Volkswagen Golf I mean is it going to have the same... I think it is. You know, that that is the nominative determinism within the car sales community. And there are very, very few exceptions. Very few exceptions. But uh, it's a weird thread within just that weird sociological phenomenon that is nominative determinism and how it weaves its way into manufacturers and their brands you know who's buying electric cars well you know who's going to buy electric cars who's going to buy the you know the 
the lifted Dodge pickup, you know, or the, the Jeep. You know who it is. You know who it is. You know? And then, and then within that, how they buy it? Did they buy it new? Did they put money down? Did they buy it used? You know? Did they buy it on the spot? Did they wait a week? One of my managers told me he had a customer only bought cars on Halloween. And every time that guy would show up, if it was October 30th, it was it was crazy because this was this was a guy that sold a lot of cars or who didn't you know he didn't get uh, put together by the bullshit but he understood this guy only bought on Halloween if it was October thirtieth and the guy showed up he you know he might say hi how you been what's going on but he knew damn well that guy wasn't taking delivery until the next day even within religious communities. You know, I, I've sold cars to, uh, you know, particular religions in, in, in the Indian community. They don't, um, they don't take delivery on Sundays or Saturday. I think it was Sunday or it was Saturday or Sunday. They don't take delivery. Like it's against their religion to take. So you can work it, you know, work the deal. Keep moving forward. And maybe that's the message. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward.